I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. Hello, hello, hello. We are live again from the uh, 40th Annual National Sports Collectors Convention. It's kind of quiet on the floor, which is great because not everybody's in here yet. But my next guest is someone that everybody knows and loves. He's been promoting that he's going to be here at our booth. It's Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars. Good morning, Rick. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous. Thank you, sir, for being here. We really appreciate it. Are you looking forward to seeing anything, uh, or have you seen anything on the floor so far that is kind of like, wow, I got, I got to see that? Oh, well, I just got here, so I really haven't had a chance to walk around. It's okay. still early. So. It's still early? Okay. Um, so, let's, this, this show's about collectibles and, and cards and, and stuff like that. Watching the show, I noticed that you, you have a pretty good knowledge of that stuff. Who were some of your favorite baseball players as a kid? So, like, okay, so I grew up in San Diego right down the street from the stadium. Mm-hmm. Okay, have you been to the old San Diego Stadium? Uh, that changed its name 20 times. But when we were kids, it was just San Diego Stadium. So we lived right at the top of the hill in front of it. Okay. So um, we had a secret way to break into the stadium. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so me and the kids in my neighborhood, we literally like watched a baseball game almost every home game. Really? Okay. So when I was a kid, we got to see Dave Winfield play, mm-hmm. Raleigh Foot Fingers. I've seen mm-hmm. uh, everybody. I mean, everybody yeah. from that era I saw that was in the National League. Now, did you keep? did you collect baseball cards or anything like that? Um, I had someone as a kid, but I lost them all. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I'm, an episode's coming to mind where somebody brought in a Pete Rose, and like you were pretty knowledgeable about it, but you did call in somebody to look at it. But in the end, you were like, mm, you know, it's not, it's not what you think it is. Yeah. It, well, yeah, because I actually saw. Well, like I said, like going to every, almost every home, Padres home game when I was a kid. Sure. Oh yeah, I saw Pete Rose play. Absolutely, absolutely. So I was lucky enough to come up and uh, do some recording from from the pawn shop, and uh, I just want to give a shout out to Mr. Zimmerman. What a great guy that guy is. Yeah. How is it? How is it that you got a guy like that in your back pocket? And no one, like no one knows who he well, is. Well, no, because well, I pay good. Oh, you pay good. Okay. <laughs> I see. I see. No, no, he's an amazing guy. He uh, basically uh, deals with my insanity and runs everything. That, that you got to have one of those guys, yeah. right? Especially when you're dealing with somebody like Steve Grad as, as well. Um, yeah, <laughs> the guy you love to hate. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, have you ever? Has bo- anything ever came in for the show, and you like you bought that for yourself? Well, there's been a lot of things like that. Yeah. You know, I will, you know, I'll keep it for a few years. Like, you know, sure. With the wife saying, "Get rid of the Gatling gun." <laughs> 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 you know, I'm going like. You got a point. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, what what's it like to be able to call like on a Steve Grad or all are uh, like the beard of knowledge? What's it like to be able to pick up the phone and call them? And, well, and, it's great. I mean, yeah. like, well, before I, before I had the show, I just like people like that. I would just sure. Call, yeah, I would call them. We would try and maybe text some messages or email pictures or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, but uh, you know, so but on the show, it's it's pretty cool, and they they all like it. They're all becoming famous. It's good for their careers. Right, Mark is. Mark knows more than, like, he has more knowledge in his little pinky. So he literally than, is, that's why we call him the bearded mouth. Yeah, it's, it's insane. He's the, he's the only museum director that has ever become famous. Are you serious? That's true. <laughs> I mean, can you think of another one? <laughs> right, that's awesome. That's so great. Yeah, so, the most famous museum director in the world. So, when, when stuff comes in, do you know, like, immediately if you want it or not? Uh, I mean, sometimes, you know, yeah, well, you're, you're in the sports card business. Yeah. You know, like... All right, I'm going to have to take a closer look at this thing. Sure. Yeah, because, you know, uh, 
How many times does someone come in like with a card going like that's badass and then like after five minutes you're going like yeah it's fake. Yeah, <laughs> I got you, I got you. What do you, what do you do what do you do with your downtime? I know you have that beautiful home up in Oregon. So okay. what, what so do you do? I got do? a ranch up in Oregon, um, and in Vegas I got you know I got a I got a, I got a house with the you know I have horses at my house. So I, sure. I ride my horses. Oh, and, that's uh, cool. Work on my, you know I'm a wrench head. I work on cars. And, sure. Uh, just a real spastic guy. Okay, I got you. Uh, this summer, uh, we were, you know, we were going to ride our bikes all the way to Alaska, but my buddy's bikes broke down, in a, mm. which we knew it would because we kept on telling him, dude, you can't drive that thing all the way to Alaska. <laughs> no, it'll make it. It'll make it. It made it Vancouver. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> like every year, I do like a two or 3,000-mile motorcycle trip. That's awesome. Do you just love like being on the open road and the, yeah, the yeah. wind in your face? And well, no. Like when we do it, like usually half of it's like off-road. Oh, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Sweet. Yeah. Can we talk about Oregon for a moment? Because that is the most beautiful state no one lives in. Like, oh, yeah. like, no one's there, and it's so beautiful, and there's so much to do. You got that nice fire truck that uh, that Chum and uh, yeah. you, you kid well, hooked no, you up I'm literally way off the grid in the right. middle of nowhere. I actually need a fire truck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and if I want to buy a fire truck, why not buy a cool one? Right, exactly. <laughs> that was a great episode, by the way. Yeah, and I, and I got the thing running like a champ. It literally uh, fires right up. And uh, you see, the great thing about fire trucks is they usually have next to no miles on them. Right. Yeah, and they I, just sit. You know, they just sit all day long. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, that, I got a fire truck, a 1962 fire truck with like 8,000 miles on it. I think. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. To think, you're right. They had, because they don't yeah, go anywhere. All the unless... pumps on it work great. And we. Uh... Sweet. So tell me how you how did you land in Vegas? So uh, my uh, actually I was born in North Carolina. My, uh, my dad was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. We ended up uh, he got, got transferred to San Diego, uh, and then when I was uh, and my da- mom and dad they sold. Bought and sold. They had a real estate company. They, uh, you know, my dad uh, would buy, uh, you know, buy apartments, rehab sure. them, and resell them. And then 1981 popped along, where we had 20% interest rates in the economy. And all of a sudden, one day, my parents goes, "We're moving to the land of milk and honey." <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. What did you do stuff before you became an, a pawn shop owner? Did you do what? What did you do before then? Oh, I it's just a little bit. I did a little bit of everything. Yeah, I always bought and sold stuff. I only had. A, uh, well, I always worked, you know, when I was young, I always worked construction for my dad when I started when I was 12. Sure. Uh, but I uh, I did have a job as a busboy at the old Stardust. Remember the movie yeah. Casino? Yeah. That was based on the Stardust. Oh, And okay. uh, for like a little over a month, and I said, like this, I'm never going to work for anybody else again. Mm-hmm. And I've never had a jo- I've never worked for anybody else again. That's I've crazy. I've had my own job, bought and sold everything. That's nice. So what drew you to the pawn business then? Because that well, doesn't bought sit- and sold everything. A pawn business was not logically the next step. Sure. But, uh, there, I found a little flaw in the city code because back then you couldn't get a pawn license. If you wanted one, you had to buy one off someone else for like a million bucks. Really? But I found a little flaw in the city, co- city code and sued the city of Las Vegas. And I got the first pawn license issued in 33 years. Wow. Th- just because you, like, you were smartened up to it or... Oh well, yeah, just I read the city code and I oh. read a bunch of different laws. I, I really am that nerd you see on television. Yeah, you strike me as that. I don't. I don't want to be I mean, that like, rude, but like, <laughs> like my downtime today, I found this book online. I had to pay over hundred bucks for it um, on uh, Sterling Engine Manual. The thermodynamics <laughs> of a uh, Sterling engine. And you're just gonna read that? Yeah. You'll be happy. Oh no, I, I find it fascinating. Oh wow, I think I, the I, I, I you know I read the history of batteries twice. Did you really? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, so the 
I'm, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on her name. The lady that does the books for you. Uh, Rebecca Romney. Yeah, Rebe like the books are the most interesting part of the yeah. whole show to me. Oh, that's the main thing I collect too. Oh, really? Yeah. What's your What's the best book in your collection? Uh, well, here's probably my favorite one. Um, I'll show you a picture of it. Absolutely. They can't see it on radio. That's but. okay. It'll be just for me and you. Wow, he's flipping through his pictures here, and he's got all kinds of books. This is amazing, actually. Del Elixir Vital. Okay, tell me what that is. The Elixir of Life. All the, the formulas for immortality. Really? From 1602. From 1602. Yeah. The wow. author's dead, so... Uh, Clearly. <laughs> but it's got, like, you know, how does it you know, distill everything you need to you sure. know, create that... Um, let me see. It's... Um, Here's pretty cool. Sweet. This, that's a first edition. Very nice. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Man, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about, uh, about the author. That's really yeah. awesome. 1547, Dance of Death. Nice. Uh, that was uh, ban actually banned by the Pope. John, uh, first edition, John Locke. First edition, Francis Bacon. Pony Express Bible. Where, where does, the Pony Express Bible is really neat. Where does this stuff, like... Where do you find it? Um, people bring it in to me because people know I buy it, and then I, uh, I actually actively seek some of the stuff out. Okay. First, man first edition for the first manual ever for the troops of the United States government. Very nice. Yes. Very see, nice. See, they actually, letters actually used to look different back then. Yes, absolutely. I can okay. see the difference. Order and Discipline of the Troops of the uh, United States. Um, it's the first book, first book ever printed in English on the in on warfare. Wow. That's and they crazy. really spelled st weird st stuff back then. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Just for the listeners out there, back then, it's the instructions for wars. Wars is spelled W-A-R-R-E-S. <laughs> <laughs> so it could be... Uh, wow. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Theatrum Chemicum Britannicum, the first book on alchemy printed in um, English, Yeah, has all the instructions on how to turn, uh, like, Lead into gold and things like that. Really? <laughs> yeah. But alchemy, so, and the weird thing about like this book right here is alchemy was illegal back then. Yeah, yeah. Because if you, the government's looked at it, they, you could figure out how to manufacture gold to make all the gold treasuries worthless. Right. So the entire book is written in prose. Ah. Like, so if the man is of sulfur and the woman of his mercury, and the woman, woman is of mercury, through the passionate heat of their love, they can create a golden child. That's amazing. <laughs> and it just like, uh, like verse after verse on that, and you you have to figure it out. It'll if you figure out like the poems and everything, you can figure out how to make gold. That's crazy, but that's cool that you that you got to be smartened up to it to even to be able to do that. But yeah, it's uh, sweet. No, so I I have like I said, big collector of books. And awesome. I want to talk about your barbecue place because uh, when I was best voted best barbecue in Nevada seventeen times. It, it's pretty good. Oh, it's, no, no, it's not pretty good. It's the it, best. Well, I'm from Texas, so... Okay, yeah, it, it's still the best. <laughs> okay, I got you. <laughs> I got you. But, yeah, I, I did want to give it credit. It, it's it's awesome food. Uh, that little shopping area that you guys have right there yeah, is, yeah. is awesome. But that, All my that, barbecues smoke with hickory, not mesquite. Mm. Beware of anyone who smokes their meat with mesquite. Come on now, say. come on. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, like, mesquite will make bad meat taste better. Mm. Okay. Hickory yeah. will make good meat taste amazing. Amazing. Awesome. Can we talk about Steve Grad for a minute? Because if I don't talk about Steve Grad just for a minute. He might be I, hurt. He might be hurt. I know he's over there. He's, he's kind of listening. That's yeah. okay. Um, 
working with Steve, you guys have seen some great stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure the partnership with Beckett has, has been great and Steve. And But what's like the, the best thing that you've seen come in that Steve's authenticated? Um, hell, I can't. I'm, I'm just drawing a blank right now. First off, I'm in Chicago and I've got like all this massive jet lag. Mm-hmm. No, no, he's just a great guy. He really, yeah. I mean, like, it's, you know, I truly believe Steve is the best there is in the business. Yeah, period. I think so too. Yeah, there is no one better than him in the autograph business. So. I think, and, I, and he's good. He's fun to hang out with, and we, you know, and he was getting all mad at me yesterday because uh, yesterday was his 49th birthday, right? And I kept on telling everybody he was 50. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff, right there. With Steve, um, I love how gentle he is with a customer when when the item isn't real. Yeah. Uh, he's very gentle, and I've seen him. I've seen. I know that people can be the exact opposite of that, but Steve is really gracious about it, and I, and I love that about him. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, Hey, man. thank you so much, Rick. Right, uh, no have a good day, all right? Guys, hang tight. We'll be right back. This is RBI Crew 7 from St. Louis, Missouri, and you're listening to Fat Packs on Beckett Radio. All right, we're back from the National, having a good time this morning. Uh, we already had Rick Harrison on the Pond, uh, of the Pond Stars on the show. The, the, the booth is crazy because they're already filming, uh, and it's, it's nuts here but i'm happy to have my next guest with me mr this is ben from midwest box breaks uh we we worked i flipped your schedule around a couple of times i'm sorry about that but thank you for working with me uh how first of all how was joe montana it was actually pretty cool it was bucket list type item um excited i've I've been back in this for a little less than two years but some of the opportunities created from it super cool and and montana was a piece of it i had to do it It, sure guy was awesome so so last night, a buddy of mine, um, I wasn't there, so I can't tell the story exactly, but a buddy of mine who played, who played college football and was a quarterback in college football for UAB uh, was a little, a, little, a little lit, and he got on, he was on the elevator, and, the, and it stops, and Montana gets on, and he out loud audibly said, this is going to be the greatest day ever, and then he just starts talking to him about, you know, football stuff, because... That's what exactly what Joe Montana wants. He wants to talk football with a, with a drunken college quarterback, right? Right. Exactly. All right, so you guys, you, you gave me a, a coin here. You, get, you said this is your one-year anniversary. You've been breaking for a year. Yeah, it's been a little over a year. Um, I got back in the hobby maybe two years ago. I'm in my 40s, so I'm from the 80s and 90s. Got out, married, divorced, sure. jobs, whatever. Got back in and couldn't believe how much stuff would change. It was confusing, and that's one of the things – I've tried to focus on is helping the guys coming back to the hobby. So right. How, so how do you do that? What do you what are you, what are so, you doing to help facilitate that? So I've got a, a chat a chat room in Discord. Mm-hmm. There's about 200 people in it. We call it Break Club, and really, breaks are just the vehicle for what we do. I'm really um, pounding social media, trying to bring people in and, sure. and looking for those people that hey, I'm back in the hobby. I'm lost. What does this mean? What does that mean? Bring those guys in, help them. And I'm not so much worried about getting them in a break. But putting them in an environment where they're not going to get ridiculed because right. of their PC, right, and, and get some help and get questions answered. So, what's up uh, to my break club guys? Yeah. So, it's hey guys, shout out to them. So, is that like a Facebook group or is it a? Uh, it's a, it's in Discord. It started oh, out on Twitter. I'm, I'm Discord. Okay, my bad. It started out in Twitter. Um, Twitter only holds fifty people. We right. were limited. We moved into Discord. Um, my friend Braden set it up for us, and we're constantly bringing in people. We do breaks in there, razzes, so, random acts of kindness. We give cards away to each other. And my guys bust their butts to make sure people get their PC cards. Very cool. It's it's a cool community. Very cool. All right, so um, 
how did you learn? You said you were coming back into the hobby. How did how did you pick up and learn all this this new stuff that that you're te- helping other people learn? Okay, so I just started talking to guys, and one day the subject of cards came up, and I've got a coworker friend, a Madden Crazy Titans fan, Bobby. What's up, Bobby? We started talking, and he was kind of the guy that eased me back in. I learned. He turned me on to the Facebook groups, uh, the Cardboard Cartel, um, breaks. So I tried a couple breaks. I got in with uh, Top Shelf, uh, Chris, super nice guy, yeah. Buck City, yeah. those guys. And I loved what they were doing. And for me, after following Gary Vee and things like that, I realized um, that it's easy to get into breaks, but what do you do on the random stuff, the things you don't yeah. want, things like that. So I wanted to create a way where people had an avenue, not just eBay, to get back in, flip the stuff they didn't want, trade it, sell it, raz it, whatever. So uh, trying to focus on that other piece and help. It's easy to buy into stuff, but yeah. what do you do with all the other stuff you don't want? So what kind of stuff are you breaking for these guys? In? Is this high-end you know, stuff or is it... You you know, know? I do new releases. Anytime right. a new release comes out, uh, we're there. Uh, hopefully on release night, you know, sure. schedule pending. But I do like throwback stuff. I'll check the clearance section on DA, Blowout, mm-hmm. and some of the reps and whatnot. I love breaking old school stuff, old mixers. Um, I'll throw some... <laughs> We've uh, ripped like a 2006 Topps rack box once, uh, crazy stuff like that, and, sure. and really uh, try to build affordable breaks for these guys because I, I feel bad. I know people work hard for the money. Yeah. I don't want to put them in a $250 mixer and walk away with nothing. Right. So I, I really try to keep it budget friendly. That's that's tough, man. Walking away with nothing sucks in breaks. And I, I think hate it. I hate it. It drives a lot of people away from I breaks, you know? Um, so do you have like scum protection then or so what I'll do is and, and I do it anytime I go to my local monthly show or like here I'll raid the dollar bin and um, I've got a pretty good memory as far as PC stuff sure but we've also got a spreadsheet where we keep track of what everybody collects mm-hmm. and the guys kind of manage each other and and remember PC stuff and uh, I've got boxes of stuff that two three dollar cards cheaps hit hits sure. nicer stuff I'll just throw it in their mail day I'll throw in packs uh, keychains all that stuff I, I really try to focus on uh, it kills me to sell somebody a fifty hundred dollars spot and watch yeah. them walk away with nothing. So right now, I, I don't want you to answer the question if you can't. But like, are you are you are you breaking even? Are you making a little money? Obviously, you wouldn't be doing it if you weren't making a little money. But I mean, on these new products, it can get pricey. So sure. I mean, how are you, how are you offsetting that? So starting out, I realized that to get my name out there, I was going to have to do deals and yeah. and break cheap. And uh, I had a, a pretty good collection. I bought into a lot of breaks before I started. Mm-hmm. I pretty much gave all that stuff away. Really? The incentives to get people in. You know, if I had an Orioles spot that was sitting there, hey, guys, here's a Ripken to 99 Relic. It, it, somebody buys this spot, I'll give it to them. And, again, to mention Gary again, he talked about doing something you love and not worrying about the money. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And the first thing people would ask me when they heard what I was doing was, are you making any money? Are you making any money? And the answer was, I don't know. Yeah. I knew I wasn't losing money. And I think we're getting to the point where it's put me in opportunities like this. So my whole mentality is that I'm working for the guys in my group. So I'm here today. Um, I'm having a little fun. You'll see the post. I went to the Panini party last night and stuff. Sure. I'll give myself a little bit of a break, but I really feel like I'm working for them. Yeah. So it, that's part of it. And uh, yeah. Are so. you breaking full time or do you have no, a... No, no. I have a, a full time job. Um, I'm in a pretty decent spot where... Uh, my schedule's flexible that I can break. Uh, okay. It's gotten better. I actually went to a different position. I've been at my job for 20 years. I, I did that specifically so I could break at night. Sure. Uh, my wife, Jamie, is amazing since I've started doing this. I've only been married, remarried two years. 
Um, she handles everything with the house, the kids. She's the hero in all this. Um, I, I bust my ass. I don't sleep. Sure. I do a little bit. But, um, uh, again, that whole mentality that I'm working for these guys and the guys in my group, I've surrounded myself with a nice nucleus of people that are really trying to help collectors out. So so you said something that I liked uh, because I'm, I'm that guy, too. You have a pretty good memory for uh, PCs and, and what guys collect. I, mean, I know that comes with repetition and everything like that, but how, how fast did you notice yourself picking up on that? I'm sorry? How fast did you notice yourself picking up on that, like with the other guys, like, oh, this guy's an A's guy? Right. Uh, even before I was doing breaks, just as, uh, you know, with my coworkers and stuff, you get to talking to people. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty good with names and faces for the most part. It's gotten tougher as we've gotten bigger, but something just sticks where... If I see something Seahawks, uh, you know, I've got my buddy Brian in the UK, mm-hmm. um, even obscure teams, those are a little easier too, but as teams get more popular, the Angels, Braves, some of that's gotten a little tougher as people, mm-hmm. I don't want to say jump on the wagon, but kind of more aggressively get in. You know, hey, I'm a, I'm a Browns fan, but if you got any Barclays, you know, yeah. stuff like that's a little tough, but it, it sticks. And again, as we get bigger, uh, the guys in my group, Troy, Coach, those guys sure. help me remember. You know, if somebody gets a random team break and they've got a Reds card they don't want, they know we've got Reds fans. Sure. So I, I have some help, too. Awesome. Now, we talked about off-air. Um, you're, you're a fan of Gary Vee. You've mentioned Gary Vee a couple of times. I know that you were at the Gary Vee uh, main stage thing that, that mm-hmm. was the other day. Um, I saw you. I didn't say anything to you, but I saw you. Um, he's really, really big on soccer. You think, as a breaker... And this is the first time I'm asking a breaker this. As a breaker, do you think do you think soccer is going to be a thing for breakers in, in, the, in the coming in the coming future? If I remember right, I think some people have tried it. Yeah. And, and I'll be honest, um, I'm a baseball and football guy. Sure. And and basketball too, for some part. But I've recently tried hockey, and I lean on the guys in my group. And I've told these guys, you know, I don't know hockey. I don't know Russian, French, Swedish, whatever else is going on. And I'm comfortable enough at this point where I'm okay with holding up a card on camera and let them tell me how to pronounce it. And we have a little fun with it. Um, I don't know soccer. Uh, I just did a, a WWE Undisputed Wrestling break. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't watch wrestling at all. But the guys told me what they wanted. We ripped it. And uh, I kind of lean on them. If somebody wanted soccer, I'll break Star Wars. Sure. I, I don't care. But I guess my answer is if somebody comes up with a creative format to do it, I'm open to it, but sure. I don't see it a lot. So I, I, I ask that because, again, I know that you're a Gary Vee guy, and you know I think everybody here is a Gary Vee guy. And when he, once he talks, maybe not everybody here is a Gary Vee guy, but once he talks, he says something. It because it's it's there, and people listen to it, right? And I think I honestly think that he's right. I think soccer is going to be huge in the United States sure. within the next within the next decade. Sure. I and I think he's also right that soccer cards are drastically undervalued sure and it baffles the mind i don't know why more people don't collect that stuff and go after right. it uh, we, we've said it for years on the show uh so- soccer hockey and basketball like you might get some ho-hum hits or whatever but if you hit big man you hit really really right. big you know and those soccer fans are passionate too mm-hmm. just like the hockey fans yeah. are and the wrestling fans and I've opened my, my thinking up a little bit to where, to me, it was baseball, basketball, football, everything yeah. else is second nature. Those people are passionate about that stuff. Absolutely. So, and, and the thing, to touch on what Gary brought up about soccer, you don't get in the position he's in that, right? by ignoring trends. So right. he's seeing that stuff. And I'll tell you, for the people that, that aren't fans or supporters, 
I've seen a guy all week long drop what he was doing to shake hands, to sign stuff for people, yeah. and, and really be patient and giving to the people. So it, yeah. uh, it's there. You guys just need to uh, get get your facts and look. So it, yeah, absolutely. The guy's been awesome to me. So I, I was privileged enough to be able to interview him yesterday, and it it blew me away that when he walked up to me, he knew my name. Sure. Like, you know, and granted, somebody might have told him that three minutes before he walked up to me, but the fact is, is he remembered it, you know, sure. and that, that was impressive enough to me. You're right. He has been more than gracious with his time. He, he's shaken every hand, took in every picture. He has kissed every baby. Did He's done everything that a guy in that position you you would hope would do. He's done it and then some. Yeah, he, he is... To use his term, he he's crushed it as far as expectations. Yeah, he, so he absolutely has. It's uh, he's caused. I don't want to have this all turned into Gary Vee, but he's caused a, a hype and promotion here this week, this week that it's been missing and it's been pretty cool. Sure, absolutely. So let's talk about uh, your break schedule. Is it every night or is it is it scheduled? Is like you know, not yet. Okay. As we grow, I need to scale. I've still tried to find the balance with my family, sure. kids, work, whatnot. I've. Uh, I've looked for people to kind of work with. I love networking. There are going to be some big changes based on some of the stuff I've I've seen and talked to sure. at, at the show this this week and stuff. So um, I think at this point it's going to come down to a consistent schedule, sure. my shipping. But we're getting there, and, and people will be shocked if, when they go back, especially people that broke with us a year ago, yeah. to see where we're at now. I'm actually very proud of that. So. Is it just you? Is it you doing all everything? It's me. It's whoever I can get to help. I've yeah. got adult kids. Uh, um, yeah. You know, I, and sorting cards. You know, you're matching pictures. Right. I've never had a damaged card. I've never sent bad mail day, but um, we're getting there, and I'm to the point where I, I can only do so much. I need I need help. I need right. to network and partner with people. So we're working on some of that stuff too. Absolutely. So like sorting. Is like it's not the hardest thing to do in the world, but it is the most time-consuming. Right. And thing. I ship all cards too. Okay. Everything. Oh wow, that's Everything. that's good to know. Yeah, that was, that was my next question. The, actually, the, the key is, and I worked a lot over time. I know people work hard; they bust their butt for their money. Right. I, I want to give them the absolute most value for the dollar they spend. Sure. So and they get a decent mail day. Right. So they're happy about what they get. Absolutely. Sweet. All right. So tell uh, my listeners where they can find your find your breaks. Okay, so my website is MidwestBoxBreaks.com. Okay. And right now I've got a few uh, encased basketball spots. I've been gone all week, so I haven't really pushed a whole lot. And then I've got a certified half-case football break on there. And the way it works, guys, if you see a team on there for $40 and you see it somewhere else for $37, $35, I don't care. All I care about is getting the spots filled, get them in their hands, getting them in cards, uh, it's not about the five dollars or getting rich tomorrow. I, I want to put people's cards in their hands, and I want to grow and, and create a, a trusted community. We've had no scammers, no issues in a year. We surround ourselves with good people, people good. that give stuff away good. and help people. And really, for me, that's what it's about. Breaks just happen to be the way we chose to do it. Sure, so. awesome. It sounds like uh, you're a company that I can get behind. So I appreciate it. That's really cool. Uh, I can tell that you're an integrous person. So that's that's really that's really awesome, man. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, so go check them out, MidwestBoxBreak.com. Is that right? You're yes. Right? Uh, are you on social media at all? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. It's at MidwestBoxBreak. They okay. don't give you enough letters. Um, Instagram, MidwestBoxBreaks underscore Ben. Okay. Um, the other one is taken by somebody else. I don't know the deal there. And then Facebook is just uh, at MidwestBoxBreaks. All right. And then awesome. if you want to join our break club, um, hit me up. Shoot me a DM, a message. Um, there's about 200 people in there. We don't chase payments. 
Um, we fill breaks and razzes quickly. A great group of guys that'll coach you, help you, do whatever they need to do sure. to, to make sure you learn. And you guys that, like me, I was in my 40s, took a long time away and came back. Yeah. If you want in that, um, hit me up. If you want to learn, you want questions answered, don't want to be, you know, Ridiculed. card shamed, I guess yeah. if that's a, a phrase. That's a thing. That's a thing. Go, go check him out. Go check Ben out. He's a good guy. All right, Ben, thank you so much for dropping by. We got a crowd gathering around us here because pictures are important when I'm doing sure. the interviews. You'd think two guys talking on a microphone would be an indication, yeah. but yeah. that's okay. That's right. All right. Uh, guys, hang tight. We'll be right back. Thanks, Eric. Hi, it's Wally from One Million Baseball Cards in St. Louis, Missouri, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, we're back here on the final day of the Sports Card Expo. We're, we're wrapping things up. we just got a couple more interviews left. Uh, got Layton from Vintage Brace coming up in just a minute. But first, we're going to stick around here with Ron from the Sports Card Scammers Exposed page. What's up, Ron? How are you? Thank you, Eric. How you doing today? I'm doing well. You got your own T-shirt. You guys got your own T-shirts? We've made T-shirts for the last couple nationals. We've got to advertise. Mm-hmm, of course. But you guys don't, I mean, you got over twenty, like 24,000 members, right, in your, in your page? 24,500. That's a lot. Yep. I personally verify every profile to make sure it's at least a profile that's into hobby. Sure. Or, you know, flea markets. Right. Stuff like that. St- stuff like that. All right. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is off the top of my head. So why no memes? You have 24,000 people. 1% of 24,000 people is 240 people. If 1% of our page posts just one meme right that's 240 extra comments to sort through when somebody's trying to figure out what's happening okay i got you that makes sense i mean i I, i've always thought it is a uh it's a funny policy but that makes sense that makes total sense uh all right and the next question is how do you deal with all these knuckleheads like on a on a day-to-day basis so the real answer to that is we make friends the time that we've been doing this page the effort put into this page frees up our time in a hundred other places like with the collection that I collect sure there's hundreds of people that help me out specifically because this page has been created and helped them right so you help them and they help you oh, that makes sense that makes total that sense that makes it worth it all right so yeah. um, you obviously you guys filled a filled a void that was there you saw the need you created the page but tell me about the the beginning, the inception of a, of, a, of the scammers page, and like, like how it came to yeah, be. Yeah, how it came to be. So again, with the set that I collect, 2011 tops, I had a guy scam me for twenty two dollars on two cards that were on eBay. Okay. Called PayPal. I got my money back, but I'm not the kind of person that likes to lose, and I wanted to make sure he didn't do this to anyone else. Okay. So this page was created over twenty two dollars. <laughs> Some might see that as petty, but I, I get I am king petty. I got you. I got you. So over $22, now you're over 24,000 24, followers on the page or members on the page. Um, what are some of the – I think if anybody follows the page, they know. But what are some of the bigger things you guys try to help do? Well, you get on YouTube, you can real easily look up the DNT break saga, the Cooks to 99. Yeah famous incident you can go type in doug wilson scammer okay and you can look up where he sent a package of erasers in trade for a thousand dollars of autographs oh wow the gentleman had reached out to us before he sent his package and we told him don't mail your package wait open yours live that you receive and when he did it was a package of erasers from a dollar store we saved that guy a thousand dollars that's awesome 
Yes. That's absolutely awesome. So what are what are just some of, I mean, I guess the bigger things we all know of, but what are some of the little things you guys deal with on a daily basis? We deal with a lot of people that just want us to help mediate things. Sure. We deal with a lot of people that want to come tattle to us. They just want to curry favor. They want to go say, hey, so-and-so has done this and this. Man, we don't care. We're just a bunch of record keepers. We're regular dudes. Sure. Absolutely. So then what makes you guys the authority then? Why do people see you as the authority? I think because we don't bend, like the meme thing. There's a lot of people that don't like that rule, but it doesn't matter. If you come on that page, Eric, and post a meme, you will get muted for seven days for breaking the rules. Okay. It doesn't matter where you are in the hobby, and that goes for everybody. And I think that people appreciate that whether they like what we do perfectly or not, they appreciate that we stick to what we do evenly for everyone. Makes sense. That makes you know, a lot of sense. No favoritism. So who's your admin group? I know other than you and Drew. There, there's myself. Uh-huh. There's Chris Gilmore, Drew Herndon, Jared Landris, Byron Bell, Jeff Schultz, and Nick Land. Oh, yeah, and Andrew Robbins. We always forget about him. <laughs> we always forget about Andrew. So you guys, you got this page put together. You're, you're helping try to facilitate a, a, a fair understanding of, of what's going on in the hobby and, and – uh, you know, making people aware of people who you might be less than uh, integrous, but you are doing your best also to do. A, the, you have this collection that you're working on, 2011 tops, right? 2011 tops football, not what? chrome, just the paper tops. Why? Why? I'm 38. I grew up with late 80s baseball cards. I okay. thought I was going to save them, buy a house one day, like we all did. Sure. And uh, after the strike in the early 90s of baseball, I got out of it. Didn't collect anymore. Mm. In 2011, I was walking through Walmart with my girl, picked up a random pack, and the design was just simple. It was clean. It reminded me of 1989 Topps Baseball. Okay. And then I realized there wasn't anyone else out there to compete with because it was a low-end set. Sure. So... So you just started picking it up and going with it, huh? I hand-collated the set and all the inserts and base cards, and then I jumped on eBay and started making very poor financial decisions. <laughs> so you're still working on it. What do you got to complete? Like example, there's 49 subsets. Okay. There are 1,760 printing plates in the collection. I have over 400 of them. Okay. There's a gold parallel set. I have the whole set. There's right. a black parallel set, numbered to 55. I'm missing one card, the Matt Hasselback card 435 of the Seahawks. He's, he's trying, folks. He I'm really trying wants- so hard. <laughs> There's a handful of cards I'm missing, but the truth is, is anything that's not just a straight base card, I'm interested in. Okay. I have a storage unit. With more of this than I will admit that I have in hopes that one day there's a need for it. <laughs> so what 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 are you gonna do what are you gonna feel once you complete it? I mean It'll never be complete. No. Never be complete. I, I, I lost out on a card because of the greed in the hobby just this week alone. It couldn't come to a deal over twenty five dollars. Really? Yes. Have you found anything on the on the show floor? I've found a couple items. I actually pack pulled my fourth Troy Aikman from the set, and there's only 36 of his autos total. Okay. Yet I've never seen a Brady, and there's 72 of those. Oh wow. Yes. Your fourth Troy Aikman—that's a big card, though. It I is. I mean, because of who he is. And there's 72 Bradys. There's 36 of each Super Bowl legend MVP auto, and he has two Super Bowl legend MVP autos in the set. Okay, I got you. Yep. I got you. So, after that, what do you do then? Because it sounds like it's 
if, if it's say, for example, you do complete it, you say it never will be. But never do, will be. But if you do, what else holds your interest then? I like the 1950 Bowman baseball. I'm oh. sorry, football set. Sure. Those cards. Yeah. Because the 2011 also has a 1950 retro set in it, mm-hmm. the little minis. If I was going to collect another set of cards, it'd be the 1950 Bowman football set. I got you. Okay. So what do you do? You, you live in North Dakota. What do you yep. do for cards? I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm, I guess living in, I know that living in North Dakota is kind of like living in Texas. Everything's just spread out. Yes. So, I mean, what's the closest card shop to you? And I've lived in Texas. Okay. Um, the closest card shop is down in Fargo, in the mall, but there's no 2011 down there. Great guy runs the shop. Mm-hmm. I want to say his name's Nick, if I remember correctly. And forgive me, I'm bad with names. But that's the only card shop I am aware of. Everything I do is online. Sure, yep. it has to be right. Yep. I was talking about I was talking about the same thing with somebody else the other day about them living in Hawaii. You know, where, where do you get your cards in Hawaii? And you know, shipping is crazy. Yeah, shipping yeah. is crazy and stuff like that. All right, man, we're going to get you out of here because I mean, I have to because you look behind you and you see this line. Thank you for the time. Yeah, thank you very much. But this line is about to get nuts. Uh, so, uh, again, Sports Card Scammers Exposed. Tell them where they can find it on Facebook. Sports Card Scammers Exposed. All Search right. for that. It's real simple. We also have our own page page outside of Facebook, sportscardscams.com. Okay. We keep all of our lists there. We keep all of the discussion on Facebook. Awesome. Awesome. All right, man. Ron, thank you so much. You guys hang tight for Layton from Vintage Sports, and we're going to wrap up the show here at the 40th Annual Sports Collector Convention. This is Shane from Woody Sports Cards here on Beckett Radio. All right, we're going to close out the national here with uh, the best possible way that I know how. I've watched Leighton uh, from Vintage Breaks for quite a while. I know that everybody has. And uh, he's pulling some of the best cards out of Vintage Packs you've ever seen. It's really incredible. And I finally tracked him down and met him today, although I feel like I know him because how much I've seen him around. But, Leighton, what's going on? How are you doing, sir? Oh, listen, I'm I'm, uh, doing great. Thanks for having me on this. Uh, What's awesome about Sunday is – you know, listen, I'll still be doing work. I actually bought two items on the way over here. Yeah, I see that. Uh, but yeah. I'm really looking forward to kind of the afternoon of shopping for myself, shopping mm-hmm. for my son. We're mm-hmm. actually, uh, for the first time ever, we're doing what was called an interactive national spending spree. So in okay. other words, some folks that won uh, in some way, shape, or form through VintageBreaks.com, mm-hmm. these respective spending sprees, we're actually going to do it, whether it be via text, oh, via nice. cell, via Facebook Live. We're going to do that actually right. I have my to-do list, and that's one of the three items I have to do uh, Very cool. uh, for the balance of the afternoon. So I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot Very of fun. Very cool. Now, you said your son. I, how old is your son? He's four and a half. He's four and a half. Yep. So is he into this? Like No, not no. Quite yet. Not quite Not yet. Not quite yet. Although he does rip dinosaur packs, and I have some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle packs. So he gets the notion of opening them, and he kind of he opens them very fast. Yeah. But he's not so much concerned with the content right now. Okay, I understand Although I'm that. hoping the turtles is going to kind of right. maybe like, hey, I want to hang on to these. But I'll let you know. So when my, my son was four, five, he was huge into Batman. And I, I went with the top 89 Tops Batman. It's a cool set. And like he loved affordable. it. Affordable. Yeah, affordable, right? He loved it, and then he couldn't care less any, anything after that. You know? you know, I feel like if I force it on him, I'm definitely not going to be successful. Right, right. So he's gonna, he, I'm going to come home, and he's going to say, hey, you know, Daddy, I miss you all. What would you get? Right. What? No candy, no toys. I got cards. I got more <laughs> cards, you know? Awesome. I'm going to try to do it like that. Awesome. So uh, tell me about the inception of uh, Vintage Breaks. How, how did it get started? Sure. So Vintage Breaks is 18, I'd say about 20 months old approximately. 
And um, I mean, it was, it was hatched the idea in my brain uh, several years ago. Uh, I think the first national I ever walked into a breaker pavilion or the case break pavilion uh, was in Chicago. Mm -hmm. I don't remember exact which, I'm sure we could figure it out by looking, you know, sure. back, uh, by backdating. Um, but I always spend Sunday uh, walking around and at least having a few minutes to try to just, you know, think beyond you know, sure. tomorrow, next week, or even next year. Sure. And uh, I got to be honest, when I first went into the Case Break Pavilion, even though I haven't collected modern cards for, for quite some time, I get it. I, I'm a right. hobbyist. Right. I buy and sell cards to just collect. You can always go there for free appraisals. We have the great appraisal form. Someone gets back to you really quick, day or two. So I've been doing that for almost 15 years. Um, and, and so I'm just an entrepreneur by heart. And I wanted to try to com combine what I really enjoy doing uh, with, you know, maybe making a few bucks along the way. And so sure. what was nice, uh, my advice to someone who was trying to start something is start small. So in other words, if this just didn't work out, it was a passion project. So I figured not a big deal. Right. Um, and I mean, listen, if I could tell you some of the numbers, we're private, but we did so little in sales. Those first whatever, <laughs> the notion of that, to give you some, some context, we have people spending in one full swoop what we would do in sales oh, wow. back less than 20 months ago. Wow. You know, for a night, for a whole right, night. Right, right, right. So it's kind of been an explosion. Uh, you know, the mantle certainly helped. Yeah. But to talk about the formation of it, it really was a very slow process, even though I'm sure to maybe some outsiders it seemed fast. Because in 2017, we actually broke for a few months late in the year mm -hmm. as vintage breaks. Right. And I remember, I think... The National, uh, in 2017, we tried to announce our business. We did four breaks the whole week. Really? We did four breaks by 9.15 a.m. Monday morning this week. Oh, my goodness. That's so crazy. it's been uh, kind of slow, but then quick. I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, I've seen, I've watched you guys from the beginning. You know, like, I, I've been aware, and I, I really ha have to at least attribute some of the, the vintage boom to what you guys are doing because you're you're bringing a vintage breaking element to it. You're, you're mixing breaking, which is really important to the hobby right now, and vintage cards, which is really important to the hobby right now. And you you, you were the guy that that you know helped create that. So one, thank you, kudos. It's it's awesome. But for you, you have so much fun doing it. You know. It's like, a, it's like a kid in a candy store almost, right? Uh, very much so. In fact, I wish the National was longer. Uh, the, only re the only reason is because I don't get to look at everything here. Yeah. But next year, I'm super excited because it's going to be in Atlantic City. Mm -hmm. My family lives in New Jersey. So we're going to get some sort of, I don't know, beach house or something in the town over. Sure. And I'll get to see my little guy every night, which nice. is great. Nice. Um, and, uh, you know, in terms of the vintage breaking, I, I do want to give a little shout out. So I graduated Rutgers College in 2000. Mm -hmm. And um, when I graduated school... Um, you know, I very much did not want a regular job, so to speak. Right. Uh, I bought and sold cards and worked at Johnson Johnson corporate headquarters in a department called strategic sourcing uh, for a couple of years and decided I didn't really want to do corporate anything. Right. <laughs> uh, and so my first job after college, uh, after earning a four-year degree and paying all that you know wonderful money, right? Because uh, I did the cards to, to kind of to pay for that. So uh, Rutgers, I worked the for, home of college football. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I worked for Mark Murphy, the baseball card kid. Oh yeah, yeah. And so Steve Nar Steve Hart, you know, uh, I'll call him the current Mark Murphy. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, him and Mark knew each other, and uh, I was fortunate that I had sold Mark uh, some unopened vending cases when I was like 14 or 15 years old through the mail. Mm -hmm. And I remember my dad um, asking me, "How did I feel confident to know I'd get paid?" And sure. I said, "Well, Mark's got a good reputation." Right. So, you know, Mark, for me, to be able to go work for him as my first job, it was two years. Mm -hmm. Then I worked for an auction house, uh, Leland's, for four years. And then mm -hmm. I started Just Collect. 
And ever since then, I've been able to be an entrepreneur, and, and that's what I really enjoy doing. You're right. You, you do a great job of it, man. Oh, thanks for saying So that. you mentioned the mantle early, earlier, which was huge, but what are some other big cards that, have, that, that Vintage Break has pulled that we might not be aware of? Sure. Well, we just pulled this uh, at this point maybe several weeks ago. But it was live on the Vintage Breaks PSA show, which you can find every Wednesday. Okay. Uh, we collaborated with PSA. It's every Wednesday at 4.30 Eastern time. It, I apologize. No everybody. problem. You're good. You're good. Uh, sorry about that. We, we, we love the hobby here, so we promote everything. Oh, so honestly, I really appreciate you no, saying that. No problem. So it's every Wednesday. You can find it on the internet. It's pretty yeah. easy to, to find. Sweet. But we, uh, we do do a uh, show, and, and what we like to do is we give away free stuff. Um, the only way you can actually get free stuff mm -hmm. is you have to interact with the show. Okay. So if you just show up and you watch it, although we certainly appreciate that as well, right? no purchase necessary, <laughs> right? Um, meaning a lot of promos are, of course, based on, hey, I'm going to buy this or that, whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. um, however, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I just think that it's, it's good for the hobby. Yeah, it absolutely is good for the hobby. Absolutely. But um, let's get back to those cards. What, what, so so what, the, like, Gretzky, yeah. the Gretzky rookie was pulled on that show. Oh, awesome. And we just revealed it today. Oh. It was the Gretzky Opeachy rookie. Nice. That's how, you know, uh, I apologize once again. No problem. Um, so it's a graded a PSA 8. It's dead nut centered. Okay. Um, and it looks fantastic. We just revealed it live on our YouTube show today. Very nice. Which, of course, you can find us at YouTube.com slash Vintage Breaks from Tuesday through Friday. Awesome. You're a... You are a uh, promo guy. <laughs> You're good. Well, I mean, you know, for me, <laughs> listen, if you like what you do, right? I don't need a note card. This will happen today, really. And if, if I can go just kind of off script. Absolutely, for a please. Uh, did I show my phone? I oh, he's I'll looking for his phone. Um, there we go. So we were supposed to open up a pack of cards, mm -hmm. not just any pack of cards, a 1961 Fleer basketball pack with none other than Gary V today mm -hmm. at 1 o'clock. And so uh, our buddy Mike, the main breaker, sure. uh, had changed his flight this morning because we wanted to try to open it with Gary this morning, but Gary only had 1 o'clock available. Right. Gary walks by our booth, says, hi. Mike says, hi. What's going on, bud? Really, you already feel like you're part of the family. That's, that, I mean, that's how easygoing the guy is. And sure. It's fantastic. Right, absolutely. Because the amount of value that he brings to the table, both from the business side, but then to our convention, right. you know, and he's so low-key, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Right. So anyway, Mikey basically was straightforward and said, hey, you know, I'm disappointed I can't see the break at one. He said, well, when are you leaving? So Gary right. said, let's just do it now. Well, there you go. So I said, can we have five minutes because we have to get some equipment together. So my point is, is that I had no cue cards. Right. In fact, it was several hours earlier than I expected. I wanted to think through what we were going to we just kind of roll with it. We had a lot of fun. Sure. And I think the point is, is that um, you should love what you do. Yeah. Whether it be your 20, 40, 60, or 80, if you're doing something for work. Right. Because it just makes it that much easier. Sure. Meaning you're talking about promos and this or that. You know, you remember what to plug. But it really is just natural because I have fun doing it. And believe it or not, I'll be in the office tomorrow because my... My staff's going to be there, and you know, I may not be in the full day. I'm not going right. to lie, because I'm flying home tonight. But but I'll be there. Uh, awesome. And so will most of them as well. That's I mean, your work ethic is important too. Yeah. So uh, without sounding like I'm washing your balls too much, like I I've admired you from afar for a while now. But I'm I'm so happy that you came over and sat down, so I can get to, get to know you a little bit better. And everything that I thought you would be, you're that. So that's really cool, and I appreciate that for you just being a genuine person. That's I'm not again. I'm not trying to wash your yeah, balls too much, yeah, but, no, but that's that's really cool. I really appreciate that. So, um, um, every, you got a lot of stuff going on. What what's coming up in the next like month for Vintage Break? What do you got lined up? So, we need a few minutes to probably digest the national, but I've already been taking notes, planning for next year, okay, and thinking about how to do it bigger and better. Sure. One of the most fun things we did this year 
uh, which we'd like to make the wall bigger next year, was our wall of empty shipping uh, cases, mm -hmm. ma mainly tops from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. I mean, I've been accumulating them for years, and we just put them on display for the public, and a bunch sure. of people were taking photos, put it on Instagram. Right. And I just, I think for me, you know, listen, you certainly want to monetize what you do. There's an incredible expense to bring what we did here. Mm -hmm. Between Just Collect and Vintage Breaks, right. we brought a 15-foot truck, I don't know, six people, seven people, uh, dinners aren't cheap. Right, exactly. Uh, but, but in all seriousness, you like to have fun. So if there's sure. something new that we can do next year, meaning we have the advantage, I, I feel like we have home field advantage. Right. It's in New Jersey. Right, absolutely. So if I want to bring, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, 1,500 uh, baseball bats sure. to give away for free, I could do that a lot more easily right. doing it two hours south of my office. Right. So with, with it being in your, back, in your backyard next year, um, I've never been to Atlantic City. What's like? What's something a newcomer to Atlantic City needs to go see? Needs to go do? Uh, sure. So, I mean, listen. If you like to gamble, I would definitely check out the casinos. Sure. If you like to eat, my favorite place, bar none, and it's not that easy to find. Years ago, before Google and everything was hip, uh, Chef Vola is the best place in Atlantic City to eat. Okay. It's kind of off the grid. It's tiny. You almost feel like a little bit unsafe. Just be careful. It's Atlantic City, right? <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's a good place, but it's a little bit off the beaten path is my point. Right. Um, but it's fantastic. It's a little Italian place run by a great family. Sure. Um, and I would say definitely the beach, the boardwalk, especially for those that don't have that local to them. Right. Um, but then another tip, uh, I don't know how far in advance you can book rooms, but I would say that I've heard costs can be a problem there. Right. So my two, my two bits of advice about that is book your room as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, try to have a cancellation if you can. But if not, pay for it now if you know you're going. Just pay for the rate. You know, get the room rate that's the best rate for you possible, right? Sure. Um, and then I think also my family, we're not even going to stay in Atlantic City. Okay. We might stay a town or two over so we could stay in a beach house. Yeah. Meaning you don't need to stay in Atlantic City. You can sure. stay a town or two over, take an Uber, drive. There will be plenty of parking. Right. Um, to, you know, that's my advice. So awesome. Spend the money basically on the experience in the event mm -hmm. instead of room and board. Awesome. Great. All right. We're going to wrap this up because I told you 10 or 15 minutes and I kept you 12. So I really appreciate you coming over. Thanks and you, you're going to close my show for the for the national. So thank you so much, Layton. Oh, listen. Uh, thank you for having me. Yes. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Absolutely. All right, guys. That's it from the national. Thank you so much to everybody who listened this week. And until next time, just keep listening. Cue the Drake.